Hey y'all, sorry that it's been a little while since we last talked. We faced a couple of technical issues that we could not figure out and then it was like a dawn, just simple, dumb thing that we could have fixed and we caught it and now we will be back on track. That's the exciting thing. So this is episode 12, talk a lot about how water is shaping California, how things like Sigma aren't stopping even in this crazy time that we're living in and I really wanted to make sure that I just mention, stick around after Connor drops the, the good old gluten-free line because we've got a reaction to that because we had a, a meeting that passed in the week that we weren't able to post this. So sit back, relax, enjoy, you know, reach out to us on Twitter. That's the, there's the plug again, but enjoy the episode. Look forward to hearing what you think about it in the end. still 2020 and that's what we're gonna say it's just 2020 things keep popping off holidays that we have everything things are just crazy here in America right now so we'll just jump right into it make things happen it's JMBR it's the first week of June it's an exciting time here for us summer's kicking off but uh yeah how'd you guys you know everybody's miles and smiles this morning. Jeanette's taking her photos of us. That way we make sure we put them on Instagram later. So it's a good time, right? Yeah? Of course. That's yeah. right. That's right. Today we're going to be you talking about food supply. Oh. Oh, Mr. Summary doesn't just even need to be proctored. He just in jumps there. in. That's right. That's snuck right. it in. You got you to gotta yell surprise when you do stuff like that, man. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> oh yeah but no so yeah talk about food supply all that good stuff so i'll give you my, my quick little little introduction for the week uh yeah. it's been an been an interesting last 24 hours in my neighborhood there's been some some active looting across the street so uh definitely been a little more vigilant than normal i don't think anything's going to happen but hey what that's what happens when you live in town right and I'm, I'm the guy making that decision but uh other than that I still am waiting to get a freaking haircut. Connor and Jeanette have to look at me looking like a clown more and more each and every week because barbershops have still not opened back up. Which is... So Some dumb. places they have. Sacramento, they haven't. So... It's so dumb. Yeah, that's... That's, that's my, my super invigorating and exciting introduction for the week, guys. <laughs> so, how'd your week hold, go? Hopefully hold, it's better for whoever's listening yeah, to on, this. Let me, let me just preface it like this because... The, the shelter place got lifted, at least in here in Fresno. Yep. Um, okay. So, you know, what did that look like for you guys this past week? Did anything change or I, is it still kind of... I got my draft beer, uh, but that's about it. There you go. Got my draft beer, but... I... Nice. Jeanette? I had lunch at House of Juju Ooh. with, like, my best friend. That is some good stuff. So, it was, that was the first restaurant I can say that was dined in. Oh, man. So They're potatoes. Pretty good. Yes. The, the potatoes Gowry, are ridiculous. The loaded, loaded potatoes with bacon. 
Oh, I haven't had those. I was just saying, just the potatoes that they give you on the side with the uh, chipotle aioli, I mean, I would eat that just by itself, uh-huh. you know. I mean, the rest yeah. of their food's also good, but the, those potatoes are definitely the star all on their own. Anytime potatoes are included, it wins. This is true. This is true. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's reached out to me for that challenge, by the way, but that's okay. Oh. Don't, don't worry, buddy. We'll do it together one okay. day. We'll record it. Just me. Just yeah. Just me and you. <laughs> we'll record it. Just us eating. Our, our, <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah. No. Our cholesterol is going to go up like collectively a thousand points. Hey, but you know what? Do it while we're. We're young. not that old yet. That's right. Do it while we're yeah. young. Yeah. 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 So sorry, but yeah. No. Same old, same old for me. Yeah. I'm still sheltered in place by definition. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. I was actually able to um, have a customer meeting. Not only in person, but over lunch this last week. So that was really nice. Um, we, yeah, we, real exciting. We went to Denny's. <laughs> Open 24 hours a day. And it was great. You know what I'd do for a Grand Slamwich right about That's now? That's what I got. And it was fantastic. Oh, oh my gosh. And the Grand Slamwich wins every time. Yeah, very tasty. So that was nice. And then I've already got another two meetings scheduled for this coming week. So it's nice to to just dive right back into it and just pick up right where we left off. So that's very exciting. There you go. Coronavirus is gone. Nah, well, not technically, but it's a it's so last month. It, so. <laughs> it never happened. Hashtag plan. Exactly. Okay, <laughs> I saw this meme. One of my friends posted it, and it was Andy from Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know that scene where it's like the first movie, I believe, where um, he's playing with Woody, and Woody's having that bad dream. Oh, yeah. That he just no, drops that's, the, that's the second one. Second that's the one? second one. I don't want to play with you anymore. That's right. Yes. Uh-huh. So someone made a meme that said... Um, Woody was like coronavirus, and the media was like, Andy, he's like, I don't want to play with you anymore, and just drops him. That's it's terrible. Clever. That's People clever. are so quick. Mm-hmm. I know, I wish I was oh. that quick. I'd be a much better uh, podcast host. There's another joke I could make there, but I'm going to let the audience decide that for themselves. <laughs> you got a face for radio, kid. All right. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Well, is is that kind of your your intro for the week? I know we're starting choppy here, That's but okay. you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pandemic, right? It's all orchestrated. The man put it together. All the world leaders sat in that smoke-filled room and told us how we're going to live our lives, and now it's all gone, and we just don't know how to behave anymore. Exactly. Exactly. But because of pandemic, just kidding. Because of COVID, <laughs> um, there has been some good, and yep. we at Just Might Be Right are big on follow-up, so we are excited that we have our first follow-up, and a while back, we had talked about uh, what Mayor-elect Jerry Dyer was doing uh, to help during this time, and so he actually had set up a fundraiser called Give Help Now, and mm-hmm. uh, it was great because... You could uh, choose from one of the five organizations that were listed uh, to be able to donate some funds to, or you could all, there was another category where you could actually fill out the name of the other organization that you wanted to 
donate some funds to. And so uh, ABC 30 actually recently just did a piece on that. And so I just, I, I was really happy to see some of the numbers that were reached. So overall, the uh, Give Help Now raised uh, $1,074,000, which is Jesus. awesome. And this is all going to local uh, charities here in the Fresno area. And mm -hmm. so some of these, um, some of the charities that were um, being gifted these funds uh, were like the Central California Food Bank. They received $217,000. The Fresno Rescue Mission uh, re received $212,000. And then uh, also the Pavarello House also received 203000 amongst others. So that was super nice. cool because... A lot of people came together here in the valley. They donated, and then there were some anonymous donors that matched those funds. And it was really cool to see some some major good being done amidst um, such a, a crappy time, to say the least. Yeah, no, that's you said a million seventy four thousand mm -hmm. in what like a span One of month. six weeks. Mm -hmm. One month. Yeah. Wow. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So that was really, really cool, cool to see. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> again, this is this is one of the reasons that my wife and I wanted to plant our roots in the Central Valley. Um, you know, obviously we've worked here and have gone to school here, but you know, this is really why we wanted to try to invest here because there's such good people here in the Central Valley, and you can talk about it and talk about a lot of the good things, but. Now you have actual numbers mm -hmm. to support the good that people can do here locally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I just did the quick math on my calculator. That's like $89,500 a day. So that's pretty... Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty impressive just to see that kind of money rolling in on a whim, mm -hmm. rapid pace. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that was... And if it went mm -hmm. by... If it went by household, just imagine like how many households I came from. Yeah. Oh, that was Ooh. the cool part. The article stated that the the average donation was three hundred and twenty seven or seventy two dollars. My dyslexia is getting the best of me. Um, so that was really cool to see that people weren't just giving you know small like twenty to fifty dollar donations. People were actually <clears throat> giving something that I mean at least from my perspective was definitely that was going to be a pushback was definitely yeah it, it was a, it was something that was a little bit more like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna invest in my community mm -hmm. so it, it just you know i just looked it up and did the math on my phone it'd be about six dollars and fifty cents per household in fresno that's awesome that's really cool to think because i think i if i remember hearing correctly on the actual news piece when i was listening to it i think they said it was just a thousand people plus those five donors. So if you could imagine, yeah. actually, if, if everybody in Fresno just gave five, five to six dollars, they could raise a million dollars in a month. Uh oh, yep. here it comes, here it comes. Yeah, more than that. Here it comes, but, shameless plug. But that's, yeah, well that's kind of what we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know Connor's setting me up for that. So yeah, yeah that's, that's what we're trying to do. The, the, the alley-oop, I'm not very good at basketball, so I kind of bobbled it, but we still made it into the hoop here. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the whole premise of why we're doing what we're doing is so if we get a bunch of people that can all get $5 a month, 
we can do a great job of providing you quality content and telling the story of people that are involved in our industry while on top of it giving back to the major contributor to most of our kind of young people coming into ag which is ffa and that's the people that are generational farm families Mm -hmm. the kids that are just getting involved so that's the whole premise of us so if fresno can raise a million bucks in four weeks imagine what every person involved in agriculture in the central valley could do for ffa in one year I'm just going to leave you with that thought. You do the math yourself, and then we'll talk about it in a little bit. Okay? That's right. You know? I think that this is just yeah. a way for us to the, – the farming community is all about if people are going to put roadblocks in your way, you're going to find a way to step around it and get done what you need to get done. And obviously – We have D12 dozers. We'll go right through that That's obstacle. right. That's right. And so I really do see Just Might Be Right as that D12 dozer too making a serious Mm -hmm. impact on the future of ag yep definitely because it's the motive is we're trying to help support the organizations that help build the central valley Mm -hmm. that are continuing to build the central valley because just like connor said he enjoys building and growing here in central valley because of the culture and the environment that we're in so why not extend that and continue to uh, build upon mm-hmm. it. That's right. Contrary to some people's yeah. belief, it is different here in the Central Valley. We do have a culture it all is. our own, and and uh, it's great. So when people talk about it being the armpit of California and such, I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> Once you live here, you'll see all the great people, and it's such a an awesome place to be living in and be a part. Have of. Have you been to Barstow? That's all I gotta ask. <laughs> I've I've been really second guessing as to whether I want to leave the Central Valley or not. I wouldn't. Like I have the opportunity, but I think back, and all my memories were built upon here, and I'm satisfied. So here, let me know if I want to leave. Let me ask you this question, Jeanette. Um, Name me one other place in the United States of America where the average median temperature is about 75 degrees. beach okay so let's go with florida (laughs) we'll we'll go with florida okay now name me another place in the united states that's not florida that isn't a swamp heater you know a swamp cooler 24 7 oh i don't know when i think humid i tend to think of like texas and stuff okay perfect now let's think of a state that doesn't have alligators (laughs) (laughs) tornadoes hurricanes my list is going on. The Central Valley has none of these things, okay? <laughs> Just leaving that out there. That's right. That's right. Oh, sorry. That's, that's, there you go. There's another shameless plug. Stay in the Central Valley. We are alligatorless. That's right. <laughs> alligatorless. No dinosaurs tornado. here, folks. Well, semi tornadoless but. Yeah, our tornadoes are weak and pathetic. Well, I've also heard about um, tunnels touching down in some large bodies of water around here but Ooh. yeah well i also heard i also heard there was alligators in hensley lake growing up but <laughs> and that sasquatch lives in shaver oh. sasquatch doesn't live in shaver i mean you know santa's not real <laughs> <laughs> my world's been shattered i'm just saying okay anyways no all right no yeah but to but, but to bring it back yeah there you go Let's talk about food supply, yeah? Let's do it. That, Let's do it. Yeah, that thing 
we're really good at being distracted here on JMBR, especially at a 5.55 in the morning. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to let Mr. Summary, a.k.a. Mr. Connor Cunningham, the beautiful dog he is that does way more preparation for these things than I do, um, kind of build it up both. for us. Yeah, both. Both of us. Connor is the lifeblood of JMBR. We're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna tip our hats right now to him. If yep. we did not have him, this train would have gone off the rails a long, long time ago. <laughs> you see this back right here? That's where the team sits. No, I'm kidding. That's where the team sits. This guy's got a six we're pack on, on his shoulder blades. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. except I give crappy pep talks. But yeah, so we're gonna be talking about the food supply today, the the health, the status, and so on and so forth. Yes. Yeah. So it was it was interesting to to look into this a little bit this week, um, because there's been a lot of uh, kind of down news about things are looking like it's going in the toilet, for lack of better words, um, and there there is some of that, and so it's. It was interesting to look, try to find some numbers, but then also try to look at what are some of the, the things being done to try to counteract what is the anticipated and, I, I hate to say it, but probably the inevitable dip in the economy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was interesting. It was, you know, what was expected while I was doing some of the research. But at the same mm-hmm. time, there was um, some silver lining to it. Silver lining as in, I guess, the the fact that things will get better eventually? Or what do you mean yeah, by silver yeah, lining? Yeah, th- things will get better eventually. Um, but the fact that um, the projections for the actual amount of food are looking good. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say that there's not going to be trials um, that are mm-hmm. coming up. Um, additional trials that are coming up to um, the farmers. Um, Mm -hmm. but like one of the first articles I read was the almond crop this year is looking phenomenal. Three billion pounds, excuse me, let me restate that. Three billion pounds are estimated for the common, excuse me, the almond crop this year. Um, now the prices are down for almonds, but what's the price? Do you remember? Uh, it's like $2 or less is what this article okay. stated, which sounds about right. Cause I've been hearing under $3 when I've been talking to most people. So, mm-hmm. um, but, um, the author of this article also stated that some people have contracts with their holders and thankfully those rates were locked in prior to COVID. So mm-hmm. that saves some people. So hopefully that will kind of counteract the low almond price right now. Uh, but I do, I do see that there's going to be um, some issues with that. The other interesting thing that I read in that article was that um, like whole almonds that people use for snacking on are um, not as are not in as big of demand this year. Mm-hmm. But actually, really? yeah, the um, what's in a bigger demand is uh, almonds that are crushed or sliced. So, so value added nuts are are going to be bigger than just raw right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what they're, that's what they're predicting. That's what they're talking about here. So that's, that's interesting. That's because, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I would, I would think that most of the, you know, the, the sliced nuts or diced nuts are going to go into, you know, a culinary 
I am culinary. Yeah, they're right. Food. I'm trying but, to figure out what they would use it like for. Like candy bars yeah, I or salad think, toppings, things like that. Yeah, but I I mean, we were just talking you know, two weeks ago about how salad's been hit so hard because nobody's going out to restaurants and eating salads. Mm, good point. I mean, it, all of a sudden, is every Karen in America buying sliced walnuts to put on her salad? Like <laughs> Almonds, not walnuts. No, well... Almonds, well, excuse me. It. Almonds, Thank you. excuse me, I apologize. I'm the NorCal guy. I, I keep Thank screwing you. up. Don't hate me. I think it's also the trend that people are trying to move into making their own. Mm -hmm. So because everyone's, you know, not in the restaurants, they're going out and trying out new recipes for their households and stuff. But I'm still curious as to where those value added uh, almonds are I slightly disagree. Why is that? I disagree because I have a feeling that these the producers are predicting or were predicting the lifting of the shelter in place and that Mm -hmm. once Uh that happened boom people were going to be right back in restaurants and then that demand was going to kick up again so i Mm -hmm. well yeah i think that they were anticipating that that's bound to happen like no one's gonna not go to their favorite restaurants yeah no but i i think that people are going to go out more because of the shelter in place and I don't doubt that that was predicted as part of that. Yeah, that that there would be a spike Mm -hmm. right after shelter in place Mm -hmm. officially ended. Yeah, yeah, because I think there's Hmm. enough historical data that people could probably anticipate these types of things. That's just my thought. So, you know, I I think that you're right. People are cooking more at home because out of necessity. But I also think that there was uh, some anticipation that people were just going to you know, overdo it <laughs> with when the shelter in place mm-hmm. was lifted. Oh, exactly. I mean, people are, are fed up to the point that they don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah, literal I've, protesters, the shelter Me going place, out, yeah. people, people have been saying that they want things to go back to normal, that they feel that because they're not wearing their masks anymore, mainly part of mm-hmm. it, they're saying, I feel normal again. Yeah, yeah. Because of it. So, in a sense... I do feel for them, mainly because I have been one of them. I want things to go back to normal. So, they're, as their restaurants are opening up again, you know, restaurants are trying to accommodate mm-hmm. to that. But people are excited that it's opening back up again. Yeah, yeah. While you have others still concerned and want to keep their distance. Mm-hmm. But Exactly. I don't think that we'll have normal for at least another year, maybe a year and a half. But I'm going to say yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. Just well, my and thought. to add to kind of add to that too, I actually just talked to so I've got a, a buddy that's he's Air Force Reserve and he's a med unit, mm-hmm. and he actually has been down in the Imperial Valley for the last ninety days, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So when I was in the that's Imperial Valley on, mm, I was there like March fourteenth, and that's when the shelter in oh. place officially kicked in. Yeah. Uh, I was coming home as he was going there, mm. but. It's just interesting because he's sitting in a hospital in Brawley and, you know, he told me that their ICU is full and it's all COVID patients still. Oh my gosh. But he did tell me that the hospitals in LA, the Inland Empire weren't having the same problem, but the reason for the hospitals in the Imperial Valley being so impacted is that Mexican hospitals just across the border have stopped accepting patients. Mm. Yeah, totally. So, because they've, I mean, um, 
I have some family that were talking about they were trying to go through TJ and stuff and they weren't accepting in and out besides people that have work permits. Even Yeah. Like- yeah. So it was just really interesting because, you know, you kind of say we're, we're opening back up, but it looks like that this problem isn't going away anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's going to take a lot of cautious planning to keep things relatively normal. So just That's, an interesting way to look oh, at yeah, it. Yeah, so that was funny because so during during the research that I did for this week, I didn't know this. But um, so the pork producers obviously have been hit very hard, right? It's been yep. all over the news. Mm-hmm. So um, the, pork, the pork producers are calling to have additional help added to the HEROES Act. And HEROES mm-hmm. is an acronym, uh, just to state that. But what I didn't know, what I found interesting was that they were asking for increased funding funding for animal testing and surveillance labs because a lot of those types of facilities around the country have been converted to COVID testing centers and can't mm-hmm. uh, operate in their normal bounds. So they're yeah, actually being... Their normal capacity. Yeah, so they're actually being taken away from making sure that the food supply is safe and trying to test for COVID just because, you know, the outbreak was so, um, it just spiked Sudden. and it happened so quickly. So they're asking that some of those funds from the 5 billion, or excuse me, 5 billion was uh, what was hit, but from, I believe it's like the 19 million or the, the whatever that is coming in the, the government stimulus, mm-hmm. some of that be allocated to trying to get, some of those uh, facilities back to what they were doing prior so that way we can try to get the pork uh, food supply stabilized. Got it. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know that. that so that, that was crazy. So, you know, I I feel for the pork producers. Um, I love me some chile verde. It would be part of my last meal here on Earth. So I really hope that they can be heard and that they can be added to this Heroes Act because, um, you know, I don't want to see anybody go out of business. I think that's terrible. I mean, I know it's part of capitalism, but it's still a sad thing. So I really hope that um, some aid can be given to these producers. Yeah, I, I would think so. And kind of jumping off of that, and, you know, maybe I'll say this is a this grinds my gears, but, you know, growing up in dairy and in beef... Right now, something really, really weird is happening in the beef market, mm-hmm. and I can't explain it, and I've seen plenty of people with their opinions on it, but I really haven't dug deep mm-hmm. enough. You know, they're talking that the, the supply of beef cattle is down. Yes. A. So the supply is down. The price to the producer, so the price the farmer's getting paid for cattle, is down. Mm-hmm. But the price of beef from the wholesaler in the grocery store has gone up tremendously. Interesting. So it, it makes sense on, you know, on one level. It's like, okay, lower supply. Mm-hmm. They don't want to sell for yeah, a but, crappy price. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's, it's a control. I mean, the commodity itself, you know, a beef cow is a living thing. It, you, you know, you can't be like, all right, I'm going to wait six months before I sell. No, you it, can't. In six months, it's, it's too fat to sell. And that's just got my brain twisted and turning. It's like, how is this happening? So... Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Connor, as you're talking, pork producers want to get added to the HEROES Act. I'm curious if it's producers or if it's packers because I I don't want to say it's greed. 
I'm going to say that out right now, but I know that there's always been uh, an odd relationship between a producer, a wholesaler, and a retailer. And, you know, we have this really segmented supply chain that kind of makes things a mess because Hmm. the farmer's the one that carries all the risk, takes the low margin, and takes it in the pants. But the other end of the spectrum seems like they're making a lot of freaking money. I mean, it costs more money for me to buy a burrito right now because of how high beef prices are. Yeah, yeah. So it. So I, I just pulled the article back up just to double check, and the title does say pork producers. So that's consistent. Got it. And, you know, okay. I, I put pork producers in there specifically in my notes. So um, unfortunately, Farm Progress is not letting me open it up on my iPad, so, here, but that's fine. That's, I also yeah, have that's a question, fine. though. Go for it. So, is our local uh, beef producers also turning to selling to local markets instead? Well, the the way a lot of that market, and I think you what you mean by local market is like a beef producer trying to sell his product direct to a consumer. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of it, and that's just because the amount of dollars it takes to set up a new supply chain is kind of not feasible for a small-time farmer. It's a big risk. Um, I have seen it on, like, Facebook. Like, I mean, we, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. There was a guy with a bison yeah. ranch. Yeah. Um, but What's that place in the other thing is uh, Al- Albatois, Albatro, what is that one? It's, it's right, I, off, I it's right off the Chaco. The they, have, they have the big cow statue. It's, they got the Hereford. Yeah. Yep. They got the Hereford up on it. Last time, last time I drove through there, I saw that be, with the COVID, they were allowing drive up where you could drive up, ask for your cuts, and then they'd bring it out to your car, all touchless. Schnazzy. Yeah, so they figured yeah. it yeah. out. Yeah, so, well, no, and I don't think there's any of that, but really California, when you look at it, we have a pretty good localized market. Mm-hmm. I mean, most guys take their stalkers into a sale yard in Escalon or into Larry. They sell from there, and then... Meat yeah. markets will buy, yeah. Cargill will buy, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not, hmm. I mean, that that's kind of the, the place right there off of Pacheco. I apologize to the small business that I don't remember the name, but I feel that those guys are kind of more rare. Uh, I think it's more more of the, the big-time producers or, you know, yeah. Oh, not, yeah. not, excuse me, not the big-time producers, but the guys, they're selling their beef to um, the big-time packing houses, so. That are doing mass I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm looking this number. Uh, oh, wow. I'm it's gonna, a hard word. Abator? Abator? That's not. I think it's Alba. Abator? Isn't it with two S's? No. no, there's no S. There's no S in it. No. I think there's two L's, right? Uh, there's not even an L. Oh, jeez. Shows how good my memory is. A B A T T O I R. Albatross is like a type of It's a bird. bird. Yeah, sorry. I, I was just listening shot. to Iron Maiden yesterday, listening to the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Um, okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, back, back, back on track Back on again. track. Um, yeah, but speaking of beef, so there's actually um, some statistics talking about um, the supply. And compared to 2019... Pork fell 10% compared to 2019's uh, amounts. Here's the interesting part. Yep. Beef. Wait, Connor, let, let me stop you. Now, when you say pork fell, pork supply fell, yes. did pork price fall or supply? supply. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so 
that this these are talking supplies. Thank you for clarifying. So compared to yeah. 2019 supplies, pork is down 10%. The mm-hmm. interesting part was beef is down by 20. Ooh. Yeah. That's Where double. are they getting that number from? We 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 can look through the link, but again, this this is coming from yeah. uh, Western yeah. Farm. Sorry, Farm go Farm. ahead. Yeah, turkey was down nine percent, and chicken, surprisingly, was unchanged. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So Karen everybody's getting them chicken, chicken McNuggets. I'm included. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping that supply strong. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. yeah, so. Oh. But in my research, I found something that, you know, since we're talking about grinding our gears, found something that really grinded my gears. So mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll have this episode out in time, but um, we're going to do our best and we're going to post the link in the uh, description or the show notes. I, I don't know exactly what the correct terminology is. Um, yeah, yeah, tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. Mm, jinx. Ah, ah. <laughs> but anyways, um, so uh, California uh, government is going to be hosting a webinar tomorrow uh, from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. And mm-hmm. it's going to be uh, talking about the CARES Act. And <clears throat> CARES Act, in case you aren't aware stands for Coronavirus Aid and Economic Security Act. And the purpose of this act is to provide support to farmers and ranchers to the tune of $19 million um, that was awarded to the USDA um, to help with this. However, however, and this is the part that grinds my gears, and I've gotten a little heated about this in the past. You tell him, boy. Sigma, our good friend Sigma... Is still on track to uh, hit its deadline in 2021. And let, let me ask a question. Sorry, let me ask a question. Go ahead. Sigma's on track. Yes. California has a 56 billion dollar deficit. Correct. We have a bullet train that's being built that's not funded. Correct. Oh my god. We have San Francisco. There's 40 million people unemployed in the United States. And we're still going to do this? Yes. So we're still on track to take 1.5 million acres out of production. And everything that we've talked about here about supplies being hit, the economy potentially taking a major hit, we are still not allowing a grace period for the people who are producing the food because... Somebody wants to save a stupid freaking fish. That uh, okay, and again, at least the, the a obvious fish thing. That, that we yeah no a fish that we've been trying to save for thirty plus years now that was already an <laughs> alien. Say, yeah, it's been going on for a while. Yeah, yeah, well, thirty years it's it's been there. They haven't found a sustainable population. You know, yada yada yada. Same BS, different day. It's just it's appalling to me that. Right now, environmental policy is outweighing. Here's the crazy part: human lives. Here's the crazy part that I, I I continue I want to continue to drive home. There is a way to catch excess water to be able to bring the and and have that water um, for the farmers while still maintaining ample levels for 
fish populations, you know, the salmon, so that way mm -hmm. people can still fish up there and for the Delta smell. That's the part that really is mind boggling to me is there is a way to work around this right now and we yes. aren't doing that. Instead, instead of taking all this time to fund Sigma and to potentially take land 1.5 million acres out of production, why don't we put all those efforts into trying to fix our conveyance systems and add to our conveyance systems to catch that access water and then to be able to supplement? I mean, that just makes so much more sense. You, you ready for my uh, my Alex Jones answer from Infowars? <laughs> yes, please. You ready for yes. it? It, it? It's just it's just the fish, okay? They they gotta protect the fish. It's it's hippies. Hippies <laughs> love fish. I yeah. It's just I can't even I can't even do it with a straight face because that's how infuriating this is to just watch happen. I, I just I just it's, think that that is so unfair. We we continue to punish the people who are producing the food that are going, that are producing the, yeah, the nuts it, that are going on the salads, that are producing the leafy greens you know that are making me, the though? salads in San Francisco. Yeah. You, yep. Shoot it, Jeanette. Sorry. Really let, let's let's have you preach. And, oh, <laughs> I'm working with the hand signal. What really <laughs> yeah. triggers me and pisses me off is that, uh, how is it that other organizations are getting what they want, and yet these people that are actually providing food <laughs> are not receiving that treatment. Well, hey, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to a, a business in Nevada that has done this and done this very well. Uh, the Venetian Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. If you are an agricultural worker, you are deemed essential, and they are giving you a free night stay before the end of the year. So if COVID doesn't flare back up in the fall. You can go to the Venetian for free, go to Vegas, get all your friends, split a hotel room, go, go to Vegas for free. Just throwing go. that out there. there Little silver lining. But back to why we're pissed off about Sigma. Because my biggest thing right now is, okay, we, we, you know, we're disproportionately affecting farmers, and those are the people that are growing food. The problem that I really, like, the, the piece of it that infuriates me is that most of the people working in the ag industry are people from rural communities that don't have a lot of economic sustainability outside of, excuse me, outside of agriculture. That's the job market there. And these, we're talking about some of the poorest people in the state of California. We're going to shit on them mm -hmm. by yeah. doing this. It's like you're how taking much are you their. Yeah. yeah, you're taking their job away. You're you're taking the people that are the most disadvantaged in California and robbing them of any chance, you know, any success, any opportunity, anything. Yes. And that just mind you, we were on top of that essential list. On top. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that that's what's crazy is because I think we actually talked about this was we were hoping that maybe this whole pandemic would have. A beneficial was buy factor was was going to open eyes and minds to saying, "Crap, we we need to we need to pull back the reins on some of this stuff because if if now more you know this is now more than ever we need these people to be able to produce food, do their job, to do their job, to do what they love doing, and that's producing food. But no, we're not going to allow a grace period. We're going to allow a grace period for wow. other things. You can get a grace period on your home loan. You can get a grace period on your car payment." And, um, you know, other businesses are getting grace periods in other sectors 
but we're not going to give a grace period on Sigma. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, but, hey, yeah, here it comes. I mean, we don't, that's California yeah, for we, you. Oh, God, yeah. That's <laughs> if I had a dime for every time I heard that statement. <laughs> you, you'd, you'd probably actually be able to close the budget deficit yeah, there you that go. California I'd probably has. supplement my income. But yeah, no, exactly. On to, like, a lighter note, you know what's being done. So this past weekend, and I seen this on Facebook, there was a rally, a convoy, in Kalamata. Oh, in Klamath. 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 No, Oregon. So, Oregon. Yeah, Washington, right? So <laughs> they're both north. Beavers got together. <laughs> people got together, made signs, fighting for water. These are farmers. Farmers that yeah. probably shut down for the day, right? Mm-hmm. Put all work production aside. Took the time to drive down the streets of Kalamath and gather up and have a peaceful protest. It was, I'm going to say a protest because well, they're it was a protest. voicing their opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're voicing their opinions about the situation and they deserve better treatment. Meaning... Yeah. Give us the damn water. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm, I'm very thankful that we live in a country that enables us to do that. And that's, okay, we're going to bring it in. Um, you know, we had already talked about it at the beginning. But I am glad that we live in a country that enables free speech. And that we can yep. be able to form groups and protest to try to raise your voice past what you could do by yourself. Or... Um, through the normal means. So I am mm-hmm. glad to see people exercising their rights and being able to um, really try to raise raise the awareness more at a quicker rate about issues such as that and then also about the recent events here in the news. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm not an expert on it, but I know the big thing about the Klamath Falls region says the, the Klamath watershed feeds into the, the top part of the Sacramento River. Um, and there's talks that they're actually trying to take dams out on the Klamath. Mm. So I think it was six dams that they're getting close to removing entirely. And that's the big thing is that if you remove those dams, you're taking away the water supply. So that's what's setting people off. Mm. I'll dig more into it. And then we can definitely have a high level discussion about it, you know, at at a a later time. But I definitely don't know enough right now to say why they did that. I do know a guy that actually was up there, part of the protest too. So I'm going to call him and ask. There you go. That'd be great. Yeah, I was going to say, one of them was uh, Eric, so we can reach out to him and see um, what he has to say about it. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. That'd be great. Well, and hey, and Connor, I'm I'm reading through your notes here, but the the interesting thing that pops out of me, to me, out of all of this, you know, okay, so I I already, we, we, we're still irritated about Sigma. The beef price doesn't make sense, Mm -hmm. but Something that is interesting is that wheat production is exceeding. You, you wrote down that it's double what it's you know double what's needed, mm-hmm. and rice production is going up. Yeah, which is just so interesting that that has kind of created this weird mess. Like the the basic commodities are up in supply, and then everything on top of it is not, which is weird for yeah. me. Yeah. Especially after, you know, I couldn't find a bag of flour three weeks ago. Exactly. I'm still having trouble finding flour. 
I picked the wrong time to start making homemade bread. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, <laughs> oh, too. wow, you're domestic. That's right. That's right. <laughs> domestic. I'm telling you, though, nothing fills you up more than homemade bread. So, um, But, yeah, I thought that was super interesting, too. And in that same article, they talked about, um, you know, economy is looking like it's going to take a hit. And this was the silver lining of it all that I talked about at the beginning mm-hmm. was there's there's a lot of talk about all the negative and obviously there's a lot of things that need to be fixed and need to be paid attention to. But thankfully overall the U S and the global uh, food supplies that people depend on every day for food are looking abundant and the prices are looking like they're going to be flat. So that is some good news out of all of this. It's something. Thankfully producers were still producing during this time. And, you know, thankfully the virus wasn't such that we had to take all of the labor out of production and take all of the farms out of production. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just, I guess the easiest way to say this is this, there's just so much uncertainty right now that it's, it's wildly concerning. But I'm, I'm still on the positive side of things. I still do think that at some point we're all going to wake up and, you know, go, oh, my God, this Sigma thing's a bad idea. Oh, my God, we need to pay more attention to where our food comes from. You can only hope. We're going to have to eventually, right? Otherwise, it's going to get so ugly, people are eventually going to say, screw it. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Not to burst anyone, but I think that's what's happening now already. Yeah, I hope people continue to exercise their rights and... Who knows? Maybe stand up for what you believe yeah, in, man. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll organize a protest. Hey, I hey, I can tell you right now, if this Sigma cartel. thing. That's what we said. This is a water cartel, baby. <laughs> the water cartel will be smashing into Sacramento, mm-hmm. and we will be at the front of this thing if they don't do something about Sigma before the end of the year. I, I don't know how, but we're gonna figure it out. Yeah. Oh, we will. We will. Okay. Well. Period. Yeah, so I'm, I I will make a personal promise, too. I'll look more into the Klamath Falls sure. thing, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little more next week because I think that's interesting. But, you know, jumping forward after that, unless anybody's got anything else to say, I know that's kind of a surface-level discussion, but there's so much to break down. We don't want to keep people here for 45 hours. Yeah, exactly, and, and that's, that's, also, that's also kind of, you know, where we're going with this is, yeah, we don't want to have a three-hour podcast, A, because I don't think anybody will listen to us you know, talk for three hours, <laughs> please do. <laughs> but we also do want to at least hit on some of the topics to start opening up people's minds and get them thinking more or yeah. to reassure them that people are hearing what they're trying to say. So yeah, that's, that's, We're that's trying. the goal. But yeah, so that's uh, the goal. Um, you know, we kind of talked. You, to, yeah. You knew what you lead okay, it. Fine. Lead it yeah, Mr. You know, summary. Well, uh, actually I'll ask you guys because we, we had we had a segment a rotating segment lined up but we kind of started to talk about what was grinding our gears so do we do we just want to stay on that role I think we kind of started from that since the beginning so. sure why not Fish yeah Connor, what, what's grinding your gears buddy <laughs> all right Come on, all right what's what you know I, I'm gonna let you guys have it tell, tell me what's grinding your gears <sighs> thanks man I appreciate being thrown on the spot like this <laughs> but you know what I've already got one because I'm the witty there guy. you go What's grinding my gears, we're going to go back to the beef thing. All right. The fact that I, 
you know, okay, and this is a podcast. You can't see me physically, but I used to be 160 pounds when I graduated high school. I'm no longer 160 because I love carne asada and I love burritos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the fact that I'm having to pay more money for that damn burrito right now is really grinding my gears. Because of one thing, it's not me having to pay more money. It's literally all these little family restaurants that operate up and down the valley that Connor and I, yes, we have a map of taco shops up and down the valley. We've built a database because this is crucial knowledge to have when you're always on the road. It's always growing, which I actually, I found a few more I need to add. Um, I think I think the furthest north one is Sammy's, and the furthest south is Kennedy's Taco in the Imperial Valley. So that's Imperial Valley to Nicholas, California. We got a pretty good coverage. Uh, but all these little family restaurants are getting charged more for something that they use every day to make their business operational. And they're having to pass that cost on to customers. Some customers are getting irritated, not doing business with them, and that's ultimately bad for the business. And that pisses me off. I'm just going to say that. That's what's grinding my gears. I can't do anything about it right now, but I'm pissed. There you go. There you go. There you go. Jeanette's looking at me with some fear in her eyes. Are you mad about burritos too? or? No. <sighs> I'm just upset about it. Like, a lot of things, honestly. It's like, what is this world? What is this world coming to? Like, 2019, as soon as New Year has hit, you know, we said... This is the year that it's going to happen. No, tw- 2019 looked at, at 2020 was like, I was a rough year. And 2020 was like, Psh, hold my beer. Exactly. Yeah. Check this shit out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can rant all I want, but I'm just going to say, I just hope it gets better. I there you go. Simple. Woman of few words. Connor, congratulations. You're now on the clock. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Okay, well, I kind of have two. So, what's grinding my gears is the masks. And it's not what you think. Uh, I, It's control. It's control. the lettering? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, I wish we had more control. No, I'm kidding. Um, opposite, actually. I, Well, kind of opposite. Okay, I'm just going to stop yammering. So, what's grinding my gears is this whole masks thing. Okay, um, we're requiring people to wear masks, but nothing's consistent. So, yep. You know, some businesses are saying, you know, I, you have to wear a mask if you're going to come in here, which I get. That's the business's right, and they're trying to protect their employees. What's grinding my gears is, is two-part. A, I see people walking around, and they have the mask here around their chin. Yep. Okay? <laughs> my Super God. beneficial. I'm like, okay, yep. do you not understand that this is respiratory? Maybe you don't understand what respiratory is. That's fine. Okay? But... You know, they say that you need to wear a mask, okay? The other part mm-hmm. that also grinds my gears is kind of tacked onto that is when people have their noses exposed. Yeah. I'm like, do you not? Do well. Not? No, they don't breathe through those. That. Let's put it into simple terms. Uh, we're forced to wear our seatbelts, right? Mm-hmm. How many people do you know that don't put it on right and just, you know, flips it aside? Actually, I, I, I did... I did know a guy, well, not know him, but I saw him crash his, his truck into a telephone pole uh, because he was driving home drunk, and he didn't have his seatbelt on, and he was a very uh, overweight gentleman, and that saved him from being projected through the front window. So, I'm getting two things. <laughs> One, 
don't drink and drive. That's easy. Yes. We all know mm-hmm. that. Two, continue to eat carne asada burritos if I no longer want to wear a seatbelt. Correct. Belt. Got there it. you go. <laughs> Lesson of okay. the day. <laughs> well, all Bile I was just there. going with it is that's the comparison. Sure. People just don't want to follow through with it. They're tired of it. Yeah, okay, so. And yes, like, it's helping to prevent this. And trust me, I got yelled at by my own friends and saying, <laughs> stop being stupid, stop going out. And I can't help it, really, but I understand the concerns. Okay, I really so, so going with the seatbelt analogy, because that's a good one. So do you just wear your seatbelt when you exit your driveway, and then once you get onto the main highway, do you take your seatbelt off? No. Okay. I so, have it on. Okay. Times. Right. <laughs> so what's what's maddening to me is that state legislator is demanding, or I think it's actually the CDC, is telling people, okay, if you're going to have your restaurant, because it's restaurants that I'm getting my gears ground yep. about, is restaurants yep. are requiring people to wear a mask just to walk through the doors. But once you sit down, okay, you can take your mask you can off. You take it off. Which I'm like... I'm, I'm excited that restaurants are open back up. Don't get me wrong. What is frustrating to me is that you have to wear a mask just to walk through the door. It, it defeats the purpose. Oh. It defeats the purpose. Just don't let's, wear the mask then. Yeah, let's back up. I actually saw this on Facebook, and my mom shared it to me too after I saw it, which there was a woman. She literally had developed a mask and was selling this mask. She was making cloth masks with zippers on them. <laughs> yeah let that sink in oh zippers I was just so you can <laughs> eat with your mask on it's just <laughs> I can't the, you say it like the image in my mind oh my gosh like yeah I <laughs> me I was immediately like what sick thing did my mom just send me and I'm just like oh my god people actually are putting zippers on their freaking masks oh my gosh can you I, I mean okay wow so the image let's just take the, the labels off no just take the labels off of things start drinking bleach let's all jump off cliffs man like okay we've officially as a human race not oh. understood what this is oh my gosh yeah and, and that's I'm like okay so this is the CDC right that the organization that yes. is supposed to be the authority on preventing viruses. What good is it doing just wearing a mask just to walk inside an establishment? If we're all in a contained box, breathing and respiring. Honestly, though, I'm waiting for the point that we're all going to be in bubbles. <laughs> and yeah. I just, I'm just really waiting for that. Anyways, I... I can't wait for that spot either, Jeanette, just for solely for one reason, and this this will be my final thought. If you put us all in bubbles, you know that game like knocker ball, you see the guys yes, climbing yes. the ball and they play soccer? I yes. just want I want society to be that. So you're just, <laughs> you know, that, that guy that mother effed you because you cut him off in a car, you just exactly. both climb out and you knocker ball each other on the side <laughs> of the highway. Let's do this. Exactly. Yeah. And let me and, tell you, that anger... Is gonna be out because it's just gonna be fun and people are gonna be exactly. laughing about it and everyone's just exactly. It, it'll be World it'll be yeah. like Rams in the wild. It'll be awesome. It. Yeah, no, it's gonna be great. And it, just so you know, the strategy with that ball is being a being a heftier boy nowadays. Uh, those that get the lowest hit the hardest. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Exactly. Okay, and we'll leave it. We'll leave you with that. So it just reminds me of the movie. Bubble Boy, you know how his mom kept him in the bubble to keep him away from everything and anything? Yes. 
That's exactly yep. what we're going to be. I'm going to be a bubble boy. Except I'm going to put a zipper on the front of my bubble so I can still eat food. Because that makes perfect sense to leave an opening in my yeah. isolated... Yeah, okay. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to... Yeah. We're going to call it. Okay, so, yes. Again, as always, thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed, please continue listening and let us know how we can do better. If you didn't enjoy, um, this never happened. You know, we never talked. We never saw each other. <laughs> it just didn't we happen. Didn't talk about Don't tell masks. anybody. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about zipper masks. We didn't talk or about bubbles. weird things. Yeah, bubbles. That's none of that stuff. So, appreciate you you tuning in for the week. Thank you for hanging out with JMBR. We're excited for the weeks to come. Excited for summer. Oh my gosh, let's go get our tan on. Unless you're like me and sunburn immediately. Um, oh, trust but yeah, me, I got Second a lot of that this weekend. Dude, we get it. You, you you can go out in the sun and not get cancer, okay? Lucky you. Yeah. Oh, okay. And with that, Connor, would you please say the thing? I will. I but like first, the thing. Let me say, I do like what you said. We do appreciate feedback. Find us on social media channels and tell us what you think, what you like, what you didn't like, because that's all very important to us uh, because we really yes. want to make this into something great. And uh, we are we are still actively working on trying to open up the correct channel for us to be able to start receiving donations. So then that way we really can turn this into what we've always dreamed it could be and what we know it will be. Yep. So. Yep. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you for listening yet again to the best gluten free podcast ever. We hope to see you soon. Yeah, thanks for the thanks for the intro there. Yeah, um, you know we wanted to come back because things happen very quickly, uh, especially right now in response to COVID. It's interesting what things happen quickly. Yeah, we said COVID again. Sorry, I mean it's relevant though. I mean I don't say it unless I absolutely I know. have to. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just being the a hole. It's because I'm just tired of it. Continue yeah, no worries. No worries. No worries. Yeah, so, you know, because of world events, it's interesting to see what things happen in relatively fast time and then what things uh, actually take a little bit of time. So, um, being as I've now been termed Mr. Summary, thought I might as well just go over um, some of the notes that I took while I sat in on this webinar and uh, just kind of get your guys' thoughts and opinions on it and I'll, I'll chime in where needed and um, we hope Perfect. we hope that uh, you as the audience also enjoy uh, the information that we found out and if it if it sparks something in you to make a difference raise your voice do whatever you need to do we live in a wonderful country where you have the ability to express yourself and gain access to your local politicians and state politicians so uh, don't be afraid look up their numbers call them up I've done it multiple times it's very easy you can do it while you're driving down the road um, whether or not that's enough is a different story. But if we continue mm -hmm. to drive home and continue to bother people, we all know, all, us three here at JMBR, because we work in sales um, at some level or another, we know that the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So mm -hmm. let's be that collective squeaky wheel. All right, off my soapbox, back to Mr. Summary. So <laughs> the <laughs> webinar, um, interestingly enough, um, out of everybody that's involved in ag um, and how big this big beautiful state is 
There's only 72 people that attended this webinar. That actually oh. really surprised me. Um, sorry, I, I don't mean to already give a, <laughs> my opinion so far. Um, so no, I'll just keep good. rolling through it. I'll leave that there. Um, but yeah, so they, they had, um, they not only had the panel, the, the board members there, uh, but they also invited a number of people to come in and talk. And so they had about, uh, I think about five or six people come in and talk on different topics mm -hmm. and different issues, whether they were representatives or specialists. Um, so they, when I joined in, they were talking about uh, the different shortages that were um, happening right now across the state of California. And they did talk about the situation in Klamath and that... Um, you know, their allocation was basically getting shut off. Um, however, Southern California is getting their full allocation, even though there is a shortage in the Colorado River. Um, talking, oh, go ahead. Wait, sorry, Connor. I just wanted to make sure we, we point that out in clarity. Sure. Southern California, are you talking Imperial Valley? Are you talking LA? Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's Southern California. Most people refer to the Central Got Valley it. as Southern California. Or if you're in the, you know, LA, you refer to it as Northern California. We kind of, you know, don't get the respect we deserve. Yeah, we don't like to associate <laughs> with SoCal. That's why we're Central Valley. We don't like to associate with SoCal. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So um, because of this, um, more more budget as they're looking at trying to deal with funds uh, during this these crisis times. Um, more funds are getting allocated towards sweep and especially with uh, water getting moved around those funds a portion of those funds are going to be um, directly focused on um, those who are elected <laughs> i should say uh, mm -hmm. to fallow land um, so um, another another two billion is proposed for quote unquote smart water storage which I don't fully understand what that is. So uh, if anybody listening has some more information about if that's a good thing or a bad thing, or just to educate us, feel free to reach out to us on uh, different social media channels. Connor, I, I feel like smart water storage is going to be like back in the drought when LA dumped a bunch of like ball pit balls onto the top of a pond. And we're like, we're saving the world by a dumping Tons of plastic out. <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, I've seen stupider things, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, just some genius somewhere is like, no, it's smart. This is so smart. No. S stands for super good idea. M stands for magnificent idea. <laughs> you guys are too much. No, I'm curious now. I'm, now that you mentioned it, I'm really curious as to what their smart water allocation project is going to be. I kind of want to well, do some smart water storage, that. not allocation. I want to be oh, very specific yeah, about yeah. storage. <laughs> okay, storage. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. Curious. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm interested too. So, all right. So, Connor, sorry. I've I've got one oh, more go too. I I just see some guy just standing up in the back of the room with a clipboard. <laughs> I'm like, guys, guys, no. We're gonna get a really big truck, and we're gonna fill it up with water. And we're going to drive it around and give people water. <laughs> and then somebody's going to say, well, but, but Jimmy, you understand it's more than that. He goes, well, we'll get two trucks. <laughs> really big ones. <laughs> really, really oh. big. Yeah, yeah. Huge, huge trucks. trucks. Biggest in the business. 
They're going to be beautiful, <laughs> magnificent, going to be the best water trucks ever. <laughs> I've talked to the generals. They know. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm on one today. That's <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I just killed Jeanette, everybody. <laughs> no, it's just, if you don't know Josh... He has this like these perfect voice like expressions and stuff, and I just can't help but imagine that same person. It's just it gets me every time. I just can't. Billy, Billy, the water truck idea, terrible. We're gonna build a Trump water tower. It's gonna be amazing. Uh, interestingly enough, they did mention silos, and they said that silos are not a thing in California, so they got to work around that. Which, why couldn't hmm. they be a thing in California that... Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, that actually is a good question. Yeah. Sorry, sorry no, Connor, something we, to think we about. went way, le- way left no, there. No, it's alright. This is what I'm here for, bringing it back. Um, yep. So here's the next part, and I'll be interested to get your two cents on this. But uh, they're talking about funding modernization of the Delta Conveyance um, project. And uh, what's proposed for this year is to observe... I'm going to say this uh, slowly and very poignantly to observe mm-hmm. how to fix um, the California conveyance and Frank Kern Canal, but not put any funds mm-hmm. towards the repair of said conveyances. Repair, r- repair Repairs to the Delta conveyance, but not repairs to the California and Frank Kern Canal. Um, I, I, I wish I could give a, a good reason as to why that doesn't make it. Well, actually, okay. Let me ask this question. Delta conveyance. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about tunnel project? I, all they said was the modernization of the Delta conveyance. They didn't go into detail because of time. Got it. So it's probably talking about the tunnel project. Mm-hmm. They, they, they want to tunnel underneath, you know, from north into Delta to south into Delta and pump water down. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Well, that's, you know, um, all of these are billion-dollar projects. But, you know, I, I would imagine drilling a large hole through the ground is a few more billion than, you know, dumping some dirt in the bottom of a canal to level it. That's an oversimplification. Mm-hmm. But just remember, that's going but, to create thousands of jobs, but they're temporary. Anyways, I'm moving on. Well, yeah, <laughs> temporary jobs, but if you repair the Frank Kern Canal, you keep an economy moving. That's that's my point. It's like, okay, high-speed rail. There's a big sign when you drive out of Fresno. So there you go. There's my Fresno shout-out from the Sacramento <laughs> guy. 3,000 jobs and counting. It's like, yeah, dude, because you have 2,999 sweeping dirt. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then you have one guy watching for hawks and owls. Yeah, it's just government waste. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Uh, But speaking of government, uh, the feds are sending out a new biologist. Uh, Her name is Jennifer Norris. And she's to work on the fish habitats out here. And uh, Mm -hmm. it was, quote unquote, to work with ag, to work in conjunction with ag. So, um, you know, again, we're all involved in sales at some level or another. And as we know, um, you can talk a lot, but until pen is on paper, 
or ink mm-hmm. is on paper on the dotted line. Um, you know, we'll see if that's actually what's going to happen next. Um, so they then started to move on to talking about the different river systems here in California and, and how those um, that water coming from the river systems is important for ag. So they talked about a 15-year plan that would uh, increase the flow of water to the ag lands and also to fish habitats. So that way um, it would improve the water supply to ag, but also maintain the same environmental needs. However, this is also just still a concept. Um, It still needs to be solidified. And then after that point, it then needs to go through the legal process to then have legally binding documents tied to it. Yeah. So I don't know 100% when that's going to be. No timelines were given. Uh, Uh, Let's put it like this. JMBR will be recorded telekinetically (laughs) before that's settled. From our brains in cryotubes, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, it's will be uploaded to the grid. Jeff Bezos will be just selling us, you know, new software. Exactly, we'll be in devs. Anybody seen that yet? Okay, sorry. I hope I didn't spoil anything. No, no. Okay. Um, I nope. did. If Space Force. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love that show. Um, okay, so um, while they were talking about this, they were talking about um, the fact that the, the biological opinions are actually only updated once every 10 years. So, uh, yeah. Um, so multiple times during the meeting, uh, they stated, they, the board and the people that were presenting stated, we want collaboration. We want to work together. Um, Governor Newsom understands how essential ag is and that ag stepped up in a major way. So does he though? Does he? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to call some BS there. That's a, the most political statement ever because you know, if ag is only essential when you're panicking because people are worried about not getting food in Los Angeles or in San Francisco, that's the only time ag is essential. But as soon as we get out of that problem, it's like, all right, we're going to shut your water off. We're going to make labor cost a million bucks a person. You're not going to be able to do this or that. You're going to be regulated this way, this way, and this way. And oh, by the way, Uh, If you don't have somebody on your staff full-time doing all the paperwork, we're going to fine you. Yes. Oh, but Josh, just remember, one of the other things that they talked about was that Sigma is still on track. It's still on its track. Okay, there we go. I just wanted to also tag that on there. That's so convenient. So I am not condoning acts of violence against an elected official, but if you get the opportunity to kick him in the shin, just plant one right there in the middle. You know where it stinks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Uh, Make sure you're wearing your work boots. Yeah, yeah. But again, this is not a threat of violence on an elected official. That is merely a joke, everyone, okay? <laughs> Just pointing it out. Uh, well, um, so I guess we can move on to the next section. And it's it's a mixed bag of good feelings and frustration. Uh, just as yeah. a forewarning. Okay. So uh, they then started talking about the CARES program. Um, and for the through the CARES program... Um, it provided the, the food box to the needy, and it also provided direct payments to um, people who were affected by the COVID pandemic. And um, yep. they also mentioned that phase four of the government reopening plan is fluid as of right now. There's no you know hard dates or hard decisions made on that. 
So mm -hmm. um, the really cool part was uh, three million boxes of food were delivered uh, and tens of thousands of boxes were going out a day. So um, it was really cool because they had talked about uh, the food boxes going out to disadvantaged communities and people in need and the fact oh, that a lot good. of these yeah yeah which was really cool and they were talking about how a lot of these people that were receiving these boxes were being introduced um, food into their diets that wasn't normally available which kind of makes me think that um, uh, my brother-in-law studied um, you know uh, different types of topics while he was going through school and he was telling me about this concept of food swamps and talking about how um, in uh, impoverished areas there wasn't as easy access to fresh food as there was in different parts of town and yeah. so That's, I think yeah. that this is really cool that in these quote-unquote food swamps um, people are getting introduced to fresh food and being introduced to different types of products that they wouldn't normally be introduced to to help open up their eyes as to uh, the different types of foods that are available, which I think is going to be good for the economy going forward because let's say there's people that haven't had access to that type of food or just weren't aware of it. They're now aware of it, and as a consumer going forward, um, hopefully they would have the ability to... Uh, go outside their normal bounds and go and get access to that type of food. The unfortunate... And, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and I'd like to think that, and it's not that they wouldn't want to, it's just the accessibility to it. It's it's so disadvantaged because of the area that they're in and how far their nearest grocery store could be. So, um, mm -hmm. a I'm going to say a couple months back before I graduated, uh, we had wonderful come into our classroom to talk about the opportunities they had to work with them in their almond processing uh, facility and stuff. And one of the things that they valued was they provided different programs and support for their employees. And one of them being their employees had access to getting food from their facilities, like groceries and stuff, to take back home mm -hmm. because of that. And a lot of that concluded of them getting fresh fruit and vegetables and stuff, so a better diet because that was one of their values is teaching their employees about oh, healthy cool. diets and incorporating that to their kids because, as mm -hmm. you know, kids, needs, kids need all the nutrients that they need to grow and do better in school. So I thought that was mm -hmm. cool. And so, yeah, I do believe that it, it becomes a lot harder for people in disadvantaged communities. And when I say disadvantaged, I mean they don't have as much accessibility as to someone that lives in the city than to someone that worked mm -hmm. to live in the rural county. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, as they started to go on, they brought on other members uh, like people from the California Farm Bureau and other organizations so it was at this point in the meeting uh, they kind of switched from having government officials and specialists in research talk and then they started bringing on people who were um, you know different voices here in the valley and a lot of the issues were raised were the fact that the cares program was not doing enough um, for the farmers here in the central valley that um, a lot of the small to medium sized farmers, so people who are, you know, like 250 acres and less, were yeah. not being given mm -hmm. 
the same opportunity as the, the quote unquote larger corporate growers here. And then on top of that, all of the regulations and uh, hoops that they had to jump through to become part of this food box program, uh, one of the numbers was thrown out was, um, as an example, one farmer was only going to make $100 after all of the money that he put what? in, all the time that he spent getting signed up for this program that was supposed to help him during this time as a means to try to still recoup some money, he was only going to make like $100. Oh my God. Yeah, so it just That's... wasn't worth it. On top of that, the CARES program was supposed to provide direct payments to people who were affected by COVID. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that really didn't um, take into account a lot of the specialty crops. And so a lot of people were really left out, like uh, a lot of the walnut guys, um, different types of tree nuts, and uh, like a lot of the different types of specialty row crops, bok choy was thrown around a lot, and um, the dairy as well. So for the special... For the specialty crops and dairy, go ahead. I was just gonna say dairy's used. Yeah, to exactly, exactly the same. Yeah, they don't. Nothing sorry, new. guys. They don't get a break. They, they don't new. get a break. But yeah, exactly. But a lot of those dairy guys who have diversified and are growing specialty crops, we're still getting the short end of the stick. I'll say it politely, um, because the specialty crops um, were only given a max cap of two hundred fifty thousand dollars and restitution and a lot of those people weren't included on that that list of people who were counted as quote-unquote specialty crops and the dairies go ahead question mm -hmm. do you know if cannabis was included on that specialty <laughs> crop list i knew it was counted as um an essential uh, uh service in phase yeah, one that's why, I'm, that's why I'm asking. We went from class one felony to essential service. Phase one. <laughs> yeah. Phase one in crisis, we must have access. So that's exactly, just why I'm curious. Exactly. Well, you got to keep yeah. the masses sedated, right? Okay. Off the soapbox. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Excuse God. me one moment. Let me go get my tinfoil out of my kitchen. I need to fashion myself a hat so they stop scanning my brain exactly, waves. Exactly. Hey, just don't get the, the um, vaccine from Bill Gates. You'll get the microchip. So oh God. Um, they said that oh the, dairy, the dairy industry, um, dairies were not, were not being covered. 75% of their costs were not being covered by this direct payment program. And, and the funds were, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was going to say again, sorry, guys. It's the, it's the best thing I can say you Nothing, nothing good ever comes of this for dairy guys ever. I know. I, I feel really bad because, I mean, think about it. Everybody always talks about when they talk about comfort food, they talk about cheese and bread, right? Anything with yeah. cheese, bread, and mm -hmm. butter on it is going to be a good thing. So it just doesn't make sense to me. But, yeah, yeah. So, unfortunately, a lot of the funds were trickled. First, you know, they had preferential treatment to people who had um, – uh, corporate structure. So if you had somebody with a co-op structure uh, that's been around for 30 years versus somebody who had a partnership in an LLC on paper, you know, the system automatically diverted funds to that type of a structure first. So, mm -hmm. um, but you know, folks like Sarah Reed um, from the California Farm Bureau were there and they raised the issue that these funds were insignificant and that 
you know, when this phase four hits that another round of emergency funds are going to be needed because um, people are reliant on their income from this food being sold. And the fact that restaurants opening up is going to help a lot of these small guys who have those contracts with the local yep. restaurants. Um, there still needs to be more, more still needs to be done, excuse me. So it's rumored right now that there's 630 million ready to go in direct payments as another round, but nothing's concrete. It's, it's all just kind of hearsay right now. It's all going to be hearsay forever. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I, you know, and they, I just go, go ahead. I go back to the idea that what kind of security are we giving to our people? And as far as like, Hey, we're rewarding you with this. Like that there's no final say as to if you continue to work the way you're working, we're going to be able to provide mm -hmm. you and secure you that, that benefit of you feeding us. You know what I mean? Of that, like yeah. you're feeding us. So we're going to reward you with that. So you're not giving any kind of security to these people to continue to work and they have to work. Mm -hmm. They want to work. This, that's the only way they're going to support themselves. Bridget. But it just, it pisses me off the way that we function in this way. And it just. It should. God, I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm appalled by that. I'm just so pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so I could say that I understand a lot of this because I know that there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, yeah, of But course. the one part that really, go ahead. No, no, I just said, yeah, I, I, just, I was agreeing with you. Yeah, I just the one part that especially um, grinds my gears is the fact that um, Sigma is still on track. Everything yeah. else, they're, you, they have so much talk. I mean, you know, mortgage payments, and then we have the stimulus checks. You know, things are being delayed because people are recognizing that the pandemic is going to have an effect on the economy. But for some unknown reason, Sigma is still on track. It, it just blows my mind. Josh, tell, tell well, me what Sigma's you're thinking. Still on, no, Sigma's still on track. They haven't stopped building a train. It's, it's, I almost, and I, I don't know if this opinion, this is more of a hot take and an opinion than any level of fact. I, I think that the reason these projects are still functioning is because they're honestly, at this point, they're glory mongers for somebody somewhere in Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. It's been working on this issue for 30 years yeah. because it's just mind boggling. You know, and Connor, you said the economy. The economy's doing weird stuff right now. There's, you know, the estimate was in April that there was almost 20% to 25% unemployment. That wasn't the official number. That was the estimate based on who didn't mm -hmm. file. That's like Great Depression era unemployment. Yeah. yeah. I worry about these and statistics, are, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, but no, Great Depression unemployment. The last time in our country that we had bread lines mm -hmm. for people trying to get food, like we were a communist freaking country and we are actively trying to undermine our best resource for a food supply that's local, sustainable, and can provide enough food to feed us all. It's just, I don't know who's doing it. I don't know what shadowy room they're in, but it's mind boggling to me that these two massive examples of taxpayer waste mm -hmm. 
And I say taxpayer waste, not necessarily that I disagree with either project. I think both are needed, but all we do is throw taxpayer dollars at mm-hmm. them to do more government studies, to get tied up in more litigation, and to just spin in a circle for 15 to 20 years. I mean, they have been talking about high-speed rail since we were kids. Yeah. yeah. And now we have a big, beautiful, ugly concrete structure outside of Fresno, a bunch of farmland that's been ripped out, and no foreseeable train that's going to connect San Francisco to Los Angeles in the future. Mm-hmm. It's going to go from Merced to Bakersfield. That's all the funding they have. So, sorry. Off my rant. I think it's a oh, joke. My. Do they even have that funding, or is the money just being pocketed? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I mean, anytime that... Connor, you've heard me make the joke before. It's like anytime you're doing business, especially in sales, yeah. the number one thing you want to sell to is the U.S. government because they're the only ones that have signed blank checks. That's right. <laughs> so, yes, people are pocketing billions of dollars mm-hmm. off of the back of the taxpayers of California. Yes, exactly. And we are too stupid to vote otherwise. Yeah, yeah. It's... It's ridiculous, and hopefully, as we continue to grow here at JMBR, we can continue to bring light to this, and our voice will continue to grow in strength, and we as a community, the the agricultural community, the industry, I should say, is probably a better term, can mm-hmm. grow stronger and really start to make some actual impacts going forward. So, I do notice that, you know, we... We're going to be, you know, having a longer episode, so I do want to start thinking about, you know, what if you had any sort of final thoughts about all this, you know, what what are your what are your guys' thoughts that are really resonating with you right now? If you have any additional thoughts, simple for me. Stop wasting money fighting with each other. Find a table, come to it, pass the peace pipe around, whatever you need. But something's got to happen. Something has got to happen. And it's not, we're going to sue each other in court for 10 years. We're going to take it to the feds. We need, as a state, um, I I am a firm believer that environmental causes, that there is justification. We do need to focus on them, make sure that the environment is cared for. But bad science is bad science. And we have to be able to put people over fish. We have to be able to put you know, lives and livelihoods over things like that. But we also need to bounce back and forth. So there's my final take. Stop wasting money. My God. That's good. Jeanette. No, I'm going to, I'm going to tie it in with him. I I agree with Josh. Honestly, I think we need to start focusing on the long-term processes is how is, how are, we, how are we going to recover from all of this instead of just focusing on the short-term progress? Because, and I'm going to say it, and I'm probably going to sound like a jerk about it, but we are getting too soft to the point that we're forgetting about humanity in general. We're getting too soft focusing on the little things, the little details, and I get it. You know, it's wildlife. I mean, it's been here before us. I get that. We're also here too. Mm-hmm. We're also trying to survive. We're also trying to feed ourselves. I mean, this is the world that we live in. We're going to save it in the best way that we can while also managing it and reproducing and continuing on the life cycle. 
I we just have mm-hmm. to focus on the long term process. We need to focus on that. People need to get that through their heads. I just that's it. That's that's all I have to say. So yeah, I I agree with Josh. We need to stop yeah. wasting money on stupid things. And another thing that I was gonna say is find that common ground. You know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours, kind of thing. Meet meet the medium, and it's gonna be hard because everyone has an agenda, everyone has an opinion, but it's got to start somewhere. And this is getting ridiculous. And I enough said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and actually, Jeanette, I was I was gonna tag on one thing you just said. There was kind of you know. Oh, the mother nature can kind of, you know, correct itself. I think it's amazing that we as humans think that in some shape or capacity, I mean, this might sound a little righteous and a little weird, that we can exert control over mother nature. Oh no. That we that we can stop our planet from doing what it does. I'm not saying that global, char- you know, global warming isn't real or anything like that. But climate I mean, change. if a hurricane, yeah, climate change, whatever you want to use the term, if a hurricane is barreling towards you, if an earthquake happens, you're not going to stop it. We can't <laughs> stop that. You're not going to stop it. I mean, people, come on. We know the weather has been having its own moods. How can you control that? You run with yeah. it. You run with it. Yeah. We have to run with it. We have to understand how we cannot exasperate things so yeah there you go that's there there's the final final mm-hmm. thought but mm-hmm. there you yeah. go and i'll just i'll just i'll cap it off with this that it's always bewildered me that there's just not more common sense in government i mean every, we're all talking about it right here we're all in agreement that 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 there's a very simple issue <laughs> or a very simple resolution mm-hmm. to the issue uh, but for some reason the government overcomplicates it and makes this a, a big ordeal. Um, yeah, anyways. so It's a whole drama show. It's a whole reality TV show. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's, let's wrap it up there. Uh, we don't want to make this episode too long because <laughs> people are, I think, yeah. used to our normal run time. So, you know, thank you everybody for listening in on a longer episode today. Uh, we had to kind of piecemeal this one together because of some issues that we faced in recent times, but we're overcoming them and we hope to be on track again soon. Hey y'all, thanks for sticking it through with us. We appreciate you giving the time to listen to this big long episode. It took us a little while to get it out and we had a lot of technical issues, but we were able to overcome and persevere. A little apology for the beeping that you hear in some of Jeanette's tracks. She had a, a smoke alarm that was just dinging in the background and we did our best to remove it in post, but Some places we just couldn't get rid of it. So sit back, enjoy the music at the end of the episode, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening.
shady, I'm chopped liver. Well, if you want shady, this is what I'll give you. A little bit of me mixed with some hard liquor, some vodka that I jump start my heart quicker than a shock when I get shocked at the hospital by the doctor when I'm not cooperating. When I'm rocking the table while he's operating. You waited this long to stop debating, cause I'm back, I'm on the rag and ovulating. I know that you got a job, Miss Cheney, but your husband's heart problem's complicating. So the FCC won't let me be, or let me be me, so let me see. They try to shut me down on MTV, but it feels so empty without me. So come on and dip, come on your lips, jump back, jiggle the hip, and wiggle a bit, and get ready. Cause this is about to get heavy, I just settled all my lawsuits. You did it, now this looks like a job for me, so Get myself wealthy. Hey, there's a concept that works. 20 million of 